God wake them up during their praise and worship. It's nothing like praise and worship to wake your spirit up. To wake your spirit up. I've had several operations. And uh, I've had some operations where I've been under a general anesthetic that's totally knocked out. I've been under a local anesthetic. And I've also had, uh, I've been sedated three times. I reckon there's three states in the church. There's people who are under a general right now. Their spirit's asleep. And they don't even know the damage that's been done to them because they can't feel it. They're numb. There's other people here who are under a local. You can see what's happening, but you can't feel it. And then there's some, you're just in this numb state. But I really believe, and I feel in my spirit, there's an awakening. Come on, there's awakening of people's hearts to the things of God. God's got more for you than you could ever orchestrate for yourself. Come on, God's got the best life for you. His promises are yes and that amen. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out on anything that God has for my life. That's why I'm at every event I can be at. Even when I'm not preaching, sharing, I'm there because I want to encounter God. Because I don't believe I've fully apprehended all that God has for my life. But in moments like these, it's just like, whoa. It's like, wow, and that? You show me this, but you got even more. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's got more for you. God's got more for you. Well, shouts around the corner. Shout, shout, let it all out. It's, it's a happening, and uh, you need to be there in Jesus' name. Well, uh, we've got the lions in the country right now. I've got a few Lions fans in around the place, and uh, some of you may have watched the game. I haven't got along to a game, but I actually hear that the Lions fans are louder than all black fans, which is like, man, what's up there? The English are meant to be conservative, but you put them in a sports field, on a sports ground, and they go crazy. Uh, I reckon... New Zealanders are crazy by nature, and we're called to live wild at heart, and uh, I don't reckon any English, British, Irish fans should out-support us, out-yell us. In fact, you know, uh, they've tried to start this chant in New Zealand, but the problem is uh, they're trying to do it over a loudspeaker. How many know that's cheating? You know, to Tetamai, they're trying to get the crowd to sing it, but nobody's really engaging. And uh, all the Lions fans are just going, Lions, Lions, you know, out, out noising us. They're just, they're just going hardcore. And it's because it's coming over a speaker. I believe that something powerful happens when there's a groundswell that comes from within. Now, there's times in worship where, you know, what's happening here, you know, overrides what's happening here. I really believe they're the significant moments. In fact, when I've seen God move and do significant things, it doesn't matter what's happening on the stage. In fact, the hunger and the expectation in the hearts of people override, and God moves in power. I don't know about you, but I want to see that more often. Because so many people are waiting for something to come from a platform and from a microphone to get something going. But, but the Spirit of God you know, rests and lives within each and every one of us. 
And when we all wake up, it's amazing the power that's behind that. The power to drown out a sound system. That's what the lion supporter did. They drowned out a sound system. Uh, that was cheating. But there's something powerful when, when, when people work together. When, when people yell, shout, call out in unison. There's something powerful that takes place. What shouts is the church coming together. Not, not just an individual shouting, but, it, but it's all our locations coming from around the world. And in unity, declaring the purpose of God. Come on, I need some support right now. See, I really believe we're entering into a season where it's not just going to be a single shout, but, but there's going to be a unified shout. I, I really believe God wants to give us double. Come on, how, how many believe uh, that God wants to give them double, double? Uh, the Bible talks about how the spirit of Elijah will rest on the end time church. And I love what Elijah carried, but I'm believing for double. Like Elisha, he, he believed for double, that, uh, double the spirit that was on Elijah. In fact, in 2 Kings, if you go there just quickly, I'm going to read one verse, and then I'm going to take you to another book in the Old Testament in Numbers. So let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2, and it says, And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you? What may I do for you? Here the man of God is saying, what can I do for you? I really believe God right now is saying to each and every one of us, what can I do for you? Uh, ask, just ask me, what can I do for you? Before I'm taken away from you, and Elisha says, please let a double, everyone say a double. double. Come on, shout it out, a double. double. Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. I, I, I like Elisha because he had some smarts. Notice he didn't ask for double the miracles. Notice he didn't ask for double the amount of testimonies. Come on right now. I want you to imagine your world doubling. Yeah, double the income. Do I get an amen on that? Double the amount of kids for those who got married. married. Double the expenses. Yeah, double. I want you to imagine your world doubling. You know, so often many people want to increase, but they don't understand what it comes with. See, it's so important that we know what we're asking for. In fact, Jesus said to the sons of thunder, the sons of Zebedee, when they were asking to sit on his right and his left, he said, you don't know what you're asking for. In fact, I remember that McDonald's advert many years ago about the guy flicking a coin into uh, Mission Bay Fountain. It was filmed in New Zealand, flicking it in. And he said, I make my wish. My wish is that I would be adorable to woman. So he got turned into a little puppy. A woman came along, picked him up, 
said, you're so adorable. But before I take you home, you're going to have to get neutered first. See, sometimes we don't know what we're asking for. Uh, we want this, but we really don't understand what, what we're in for. I like Solomon in the Bible because God came to Solomon and said, ask me anything. You can have it. He didn't ask for fame. Because many people, if they were asked that question, that's what they would ask for. Fame, fortune, they'd ask for material possessions. But Solomon didn't ask for any of those things. He asked God for wisdom. And as a result of getting wisdom, he got fame, he got fortune, and he got a whole lot of material possessions. See, it's so important in life that we ask for the right thing. And I like Elisha here because he didn't ask for double the amount of miracles. Guess what? In his lifetime, he did double the amount of miracles as Elijah. But what he asked for was a double portion of the Spirit that was on Elijah. I really believe God wants to pour his spirit out. See, you can have answers, but still not carry the spirit. I want to show you this. Let's go to Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. You're awake tonight. Numbers chapter 11, and uh, we're going to be reading from verse 11. This is Pastor Moses. Pastor Moses is not in a good way. Can we put it up on the board? Because I don't have it written down anywhere here, and so I'm relying on technology right here, right now. Numbers 11. It says, Moses heard all the family standing in the doorways of their tents whining. Not good. Three million people whining. Two people whining is bad enough, but here you got a whole lot of people whining. And it says, and the Lord became extremely angry. Moses also was very aggravated. Next slide. And Moses said to the Lord, why are you treating your servants so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? Did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into the world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me saying, give us meat. How many know meat's important? <laughs> yeah, here we go. Next one. It says, am I, yeah, I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. Somebody say it's far too heavy. Far too heavy. How many know the load of Cena well changed is far too heavy just for you? It's far too heavy. He says, if this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. Moses, he's suicidal right here. He says, do me a favor and spare me from this misery. He's not having a good day because he's feeling the weight of the burden of the children of Israel. How many know if we're going to change the city? 
There's a lot of whining people we're going to have to deal with. There's a lot of problems out there that we're going to have to address. And not one of us by ourselves can carry the burden of that. See, many people go, oh, man, I want to change the city. Yeah, God, give us this nation, but we don't know what we're asking for. Because what we're asking for is, in essence, is a whole lot of problems. That's why many people today have prayed that prayer years ago, don't pray it any longer. Because they understood what came with it. Needy people. Destitute people. People searching for answers. And you go, man, I can't do this by myself. God, this is too hard. Just kill me now and spare me from this misery. Come on, if you've had any leadership role, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, if you've led an e-group, if you've led a hosting team, if you've led any team, it's like, I can't carry this all by myself. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about? The burden is heavy. It's too much. What do we do? When the burden is too heavy. I got my daughter Ruby. I'm gonna ask Ruby to come and join me on stage. She's 13 years of age. She's a powerhouse. And I'm gonna ask Ben to come up on stage as well. Ben Greenwood. Uh, we had a super hub Friday, and uh, you know, I hear all our hubs um, went to another level. In fact, in the city hub, I think they saw 17 saved on Friday night, which is incredible, and just our youth ministry is going from strength to strength. The wild is coming up around the corner at Shouts. If you're a young person, you need to get registered for that and be a part of that. But how many here reckon Ruby could piggyback Ben? (laughs) Come on, hands up. How how, how many reckon that's possible? Yeah, that, that is possible, yeah. Uh, can actually piggyback Ben. Uh, yeah. Uh, how many know that's a burden? Because Ben's been working out a lot and muscle is heavier. And so, uh, you know, here, here we are. But how, how many reckon, come on, how many honestly think that, that, that Ruby can uh, piggyback Ben? How many reckon we should put it to the test? I thought, I can't put anybody in. Anybody else's daughter at risk? <laughs> so I thought, I thought we'd do Ruby. She's 13 years of age, and, uh, and uh, she doesn't look like her dad. And some people say, thank goodness. And, uh, but here, come on, let, let's see if, let's see if um, Ruby can do that. Come on, she's going to do that. Okay, you can put it down. You can. That's some monk jeans right there. I'll just say, hey, hey come, come, come back, come, 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 come back, come back, come back. Some people are asking whether Bing could carry her, but uh, come back, come back, come back, come back. Yeah, that's a bit. But how many know if Ruby was to keep carrying her for a minute, two minutes? She's not, uh, uh, imagine carrying a, something like that on your back. 
24-7. But, uh, but that's the reality. Some of us, we've got a big dream, but the dream's weighing us down. And we go, man, I'm struggling here. In fact, that, that's why many people give up on ministry. Do you know in the United, United States, 85% of pastors who start out in ministry give up. That's a whole lot. That's pastors. That's not e-group leaders. That's not volunteers. That, that's pastors because the weight, the pressure is just too much. But what we've got to understand is God hasn't designed us to carry the load by ourselves. You know, some of us know what Moses was feeling. I'd just rather give up. I don't want to do this all by myself. But I really believe God is giving us a new way of doing things. And in Numbers chapter 11, God gives Moses the answer. He says, then the Lord said to Moses, gather me 70 men who are able to, who are recognized as elders and leaders over Israel, bring them to the tabernacle to stand there with you. I will come down and I'll talk to the, you there and I'll take some of the what? Spirit. Come on, some of the what? Spirit. Some of the spirit that's on you and I'll put that spirit upon them also and they will bear the burden of the people along with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Somebody say to your neighbor, you don't have to carry it alone. You don't have to carry it alone. In fact, I, I want 12 guys quickly up on stage right now. 12 guys, 12 guys. Quickly, run, 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 run. Now. 12, 12, 12, man, woman, whoever, quickly up on stage. Up on stage. Okay, okay. Here you go. Come on. No, no, you stay there because you're not going to carry it alone. Okay, come on, we're going to, all together, I want you to lift up Ben. <laughs> come on. He said he's got, uh, here we go. I'm... <laughs> now keep him up for the rest of the sermon. How, how many know that's a lot easier? Josh, are you feeling the burden? Oh, yep. <laughs> How about you, Manuel? How's it going? Um, not really. I mean, I'm not doing anything too much. <laughs> How about Josh over here? You're not feeling it, eh? No, I'm feeling it. But, but you're carrying something, are you? Willem over the back. How are you going over here? Carrying everything. Everything. <laughs> Nobody's doing anything right there, but you know, they, they could continue on for some time. Just carrying it. How you doing, Ben? <laughs> Are you comfortable there, Ben? Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs up. Okay, you can put them down. You can put them down. <laughs> put them down gently, 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 gently. <laughs> put them down gently, put them down gently. He's a needed man. He's needed. Come on, give them a big hand right now. I know it's so obvious, but yet in terms of how we function, in terms of how things are outworked, 
See, see, God said to Moses, uh, hey, I want you to gather 70 elders and I want you to bring them to the place of meeting. I, I really believe, as Esther's been speaking about, church should be the most encouraging place on the face of the planet. Do I get an amen on that? Need a bit of encouragement here right now. It's like, come on, church should be the most encouraging place on the face of the earth. Now, this is the place where you can fulfill your dreams. This is the place where people are going to champion you, believe in you. This is a place where your past is not going to be held against you. Come on, this is a place where people are not going to judge you. Come on, church, it's an atmosphere of, of positivity and encouragement. Encouragement. You know, if, if you want to go for it, Man, you need to be surrounded by people who believe in you. Uh, people who are going to encourage you, who are going to champion you to reach out beyond yourself. Encouragement is putting courage in a person. Encourage is a, is a big thing. Because in a lot of places, it's lacking. But in one place it should be found, it should be the house of God. Uh, we should be known as courageous people. Courageous people. Putting courage in. Uh, encouragement. So many people think, well, I don't want to encourage them because if I do that, they might get a big head. Uh, how many know if a person has a big head and if they have pride in their heart, God will deal with them? But so often we take the role of God, and we try and bring people down, where our role as believers is to build people up. Too many people in church, oh, who do they think they are doing that? Well, it's none of your business. You know, so many people are looking at something on the outside, and they're judging an emotive. Our role as believers is not to judge the heart. Our role as believers is to edify, is to exhort, is to encourage, is to compel, is to build up. If pride's in a person's heart, God will resist them because he resists the proud. But so many people think, well, I just need to bring them down. And we bring people down to our level sometimes so we feel comfortable. But I really believe we need, God wants us to be part of a group of people who build people up so that they can go even higher and further than ourselves. Do I get an amen on that? Come on, encouragement is powerful. Encouragement is, is, is a language of the kingdom. But if we'd encourage, Moses needed a little bit of encouragement. God gave him an answer. He said, just gather the people together. And it says, 70 people, they turned up. I believe if we're to walk in the spirit of encouragement, uh, we need to turn up. Turn up. Come on, how many know it's encouraging when you run an event and people show up? Uh, that's an encouraging thing as a leader is actually when people show up, and they show up on time. There's nothing worse than running something and people wandering late. 
Come on, if you've ever run something before, how many know what I'm talking about? You know, you got the oven, food in the oven, it's all prepared, and it's, it's ready to come out at 7 o'clock. But the people say, oh, I'm running late, and they don't show up to 8 o'clock. How many know that's ruined that dish? That's ruined that meal? The candle is down to its wick. You know, it's been burning a long time just simply because, you know, of lateness. I reckon sometimes in the house of God, you know, it's, it's like we're not carrying the load simply because we don't turn up. Or when we do turn up, we turn up, but we're not really there. We're somewhere else. In fact, some of us are not in this room right now. Some of us are thinking about the problems that we're going to solve tomorrow. Some of us are thinking about dinner tonight. Some of us are thinking about that girl across the room. Some of us are not here. We're not in the zone. So something happens when people show up. They're not just here physically, but they're here in spirit. When people show up in spirit, God can take some of the spirit that was on Elijah. Come on, that double portion. And he can put it on the people. No, showing up is encouraging. Shouts coming up. Showing up. Oh, I won't be missed. Oh, nobody will notice. Uh, it's, it's not about that. God, it's saying we're part of move, a move of God. And if we're to see a move of God, we need everybody turning up and turning up in spirit. Do I get an amen? Amen. You can have a large crowd. You can have thousands of people. But if people aren't there in heart and spirit, it will suppress what God wants to release. And I really believe God wants to release something great. We've got thousands of people showing up to shout. But come on, I want us to lead the way and show up with our praise on, ready to give glory to God, coming with an expectation in Jesus' name. Come on, if we'd have the spirit of encouragement, number one, we need to turn up. Number two, we need to purify ourselves. Let's go to verse 18. Verse 18, it says... And I say to the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow you will have meat to eat. In other words, you'll get some answers. You were whining and the Lord heard you when you cried, oh, for some meat. We're better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you'll have it to eat. But here's the thing first you need to do before you get the answer is you need to purify yourself. Don't look for somebody else to purify you. Purify yourself. Listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit for yourself. The Bible talks about how the peace of God is the umpire of our heart. Now, what does the umpire do? An umpire tells you whether you're in or you're out. And and that's the same with us. When, When we don't have... Peace. You know, we know something's wrong. How many know what it is to have an inner battle going on? Uh, Come on, are you alive right now? Come on, there's this war that goes on on the inside of us all the time. It's a battle against our spirit and a battle against our flesh. 
Here's the thing. When your flesh wins, peace will leave you. Peace will leave you when your flesh wins. At that moment, you shouldn't look for anybody to comfort you in your disobedience. You shouldn't let anybody look to sympathize with you and you staying in your flesh. It's at that moment you need to listen to the voice of God and the conviction of the Holy Spirit and say, I am going to purify myself. Well, 1 John says, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. If you confess, what hinders the move of God is people are looking for others to purify them. There's some things you've got to do for yourself. There's some things you've got to take responsibility for, for yourself. Come and say, purify yourself. Purify yourself. Come on, we want the Spirit of God in this place. I know some gifted people, but I want anointing over gift. Anointing over gift. Anointing changes things. Number three, if we have the Spirit of encouragement, it says we've got, we've got to believe in the Word of God. Let's go to verse 21. Verse 21. We've got to believe in the Word of God. Verse 21. 21, is it up there? It's coming up there. Verse 21, it says they believed in the word of God. It says, then the Lord said, has my arm lost its power? Has it lost its power? It's amazing how many people think that their situation is too big for God. Oh man, that's impossible. But God's saying, has my arm lost its power? Has it lost its power? Now you'll see whether or not my word comes true. How many know when it comes to the kingdom of God, doubters make the burden heavier? Yeah, that's why we've got to guard ourselves against cynicism. Yeah, we're taught in many areas, you know, you need to double check there. You need to get a second opinion. Here's the deal. The only opinion you need when it comes to God's purpose and promise for your life is the word of God. Anything else, you need to dismiss it. You can doubt it. You can question it. But what will happen is you'll become double-minded. And a double-minded person, James says, is unstable in all his ways. How do you know whether you're double-minded or not? You know you're double-minded when you're qualifying what God told you to do. When you're qualifying... And, and trying to rationalize what he told you to do. God says, my arm's not short. It hasn't lost power. If I said it, it will come to pass. It will happen. If I spoke it over your life, it's going to happen. We're going to believe in the word of God. Number four is we're going to prophesy. And this is what, where I want to land on tonight is if we go verse 24, verse 24, put that up on screen. It says, And the Lord came down in a cloud, spoke to Moses. 
Then he gave the 70 elders the same spirit that was on Moses. So the spirit was lifted off Moses, the burden, and put on these 70 elders. Now, look what happened when the spirit rested on them. And it says, and when the spirit rested upon them, they, come on, they they prophesied. What's prophecy? What's the role of prophecy? To edify, to encourage, to build up. It says, and when the Spirit got rested upon them, they prophesied. See, I, I, I'm praying for tonight. I'm really believing that the Spirit of prophecy will come on us as a church. Now, yeah, all of us can prophesy. In fact, God, through Paul, said, come on, I want you to all desire to prophesy. It's not for some special people. People think of prophets and they think of a big bearded guy up the mountain. Nowhere. But no, you're called a prophet. You can hear the word of God. Some would go, oh, I can't hear the word of God. Well, here's the deal. If you can encourage if you think an encouraging thought, you've got to ask, where did that come from? Where did it come from? It didn't come from the devil. Because he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. So it didn't come from the devil. It didn't come from you. Because how many know, by nature, we're all selfish? So, 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 well, what are you going to say? If, if I think of an encouraging thought to somebody else, it, it must be God. Come on, you're hearing me right now. You, you want to learn to hear the voice of God? Just go around looking to encourage people. See, I really believe we'll get answers for our own life when we sow a seed into another person's life. So many people are not hearing God for their own destiny and their own direction simply because they haven't taken that seed thought, that seed thought of encouraging somebody else. Come on, imagine a church where people not just prophesied every now and then, but where a spirit, come on, a spirit of prophecy rested upon them. So many things in the world right now that are trying to push us down, trying to cripple us, trying to limit us. We need to be a people who walk in the opposite spirit. Come on, who just foster the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of encouragement. What happened? They all prophesied. Even some guys who weren't there. Our dad and me dad, strange names. But if we read on from verse 27, I think it is, if we could put that up, it says two men, two men, El dad and me dad. <laughs> See, I told you. And stayed behind in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but they had not gone out to the tabernacle. Yet the spirit rested upon them as well. So they prophesied there in the camp. 
Do you know what I really believe is going to happen at Shout? Is God's going to minister to people outside the walls of the Spark Arena. That the spirit of prophecy is going to go across the ocean. It's going to end up in Italy. It's going to end up in the Philippines. Come on, it's going to end up in London. Come on, it's going to end up in the United States of America. Come on, that same spirit that's on the house is going to travel. It's going to travel far. And here's the thing. A young man ran to Moses. I saw that. Help me out quick. Our dad and me dad are prophesying in the camp. He said, next verse, Joshua, son of Nun, who had been, with Moses, who had been Moses' assistant since his youth, protested, Moses, my master, make them stop. But Moses replied, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and the Lord would put his spirit upon them all. Here's the thing. When people have a spirit of encouragement, they don't get threatened when new people join in. You know, we've been going for some time and you know, I love the fact that new people are calling Equipage Church their home. Now, sometimes people have been around for a long time. They go, oh, these people don't understand what it's taken to get us to where we are. The cost that was paid. You know, they shouldn't be doing that. Stop them. They haven't paid that. No. In the end, we just want everyone to prophesy. Come on, it doesn't matter whether you've been here 10 years or two days. (laughs) Come on, we want the Spirit of God. We don't want anything to stop. And I've found... Here's the thing. God empowers people who don't want the power for themselves. A key qualification to God empowering you with His Spirit is that you don't want the power for yourself. You recognize it's not about you. See, God will test people's hearts. Make them stop. Make them stop. Well, no, we can't have that yet. But no, the heart of God is that we'd all prophesy. That we'd all bring the word of the Lord. That we'd see our nation change. Come on, I I want you to carry the spirit of this right now. Because I believe if we just allow the spirit of prophecy to come upon us all, come on, that burden that squashed you, you're going to have other people alongside you, helping you lift it, helping you carry it helping you move forward. Come on, there's a spirit of God in this place. And sometimes it's released. You know, Esther did an activity this morning where she just got us all to stand up and encourage the people in and around us. You could see the nervousness in the room. Some people were throwing up in their mouth. It's like, ah, I don't want to do this because it puts you out there. It gets you out there. But I've found, and this is what I've found, at the end of you is the beginning of God. And until you come to the end of yourself, you'll never discover the beginning of God. There's always those moments where you go, oh, here we go. How many know those moments where you take a deep breath and you go, there's no turning back. I reckon right now some of us need to have a... Here we go. 
here we go. Here we go. You know, the best prophecies are the ones that are not premeditated. Come on, the best prophecies are the ones where you just begin to speak. You know, I, there's been meetings that I'm in and, and I just speak. And, and the Bible says that, hey, go. Don't worry about what you're going to say. I'll give you the words. And I don't know how many times I've been in a meeting in a place and I... I've gone in nervous because I don't know what I'm going to say. But once I've got there, I start speaking. And then I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm listening to myself and thinking, man, that's awesome. That's amazing. And I'm almost about to take notes from the thing that's coming out of my mouth. Because I know it's not me, but it's the Spirit of God flowing through me. But some of us, you know, we get an opportunity to prophesy. And we have to speak in tongues for a long time while we think up what we're going to say. But I've found God works when you just open your mouth. And when you open your mouth, He's going to fill you with that language. He's going to fill you with wisdom. He's going to give you the words. Come on. Some of us need to break the control freak that lives on the inside of us. Where we have to have it all figured out before we move. God says, move, open your mouth. Come on, if it's encouraging, if it's building up, you can't go wrong. Somebody's not going to go, oh man, you're just too encouraging. No, that's a good thing to be accused of. You're just too positive. Yeah, 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 you just believe God too much. Yeah, yeah, you're just too much of a worshiper. Come on, yeah, 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 you just want to be in God's presence all the time. Come on, that's that, that some good things to, to, to be accused of. Come on, you know, it's often when we encourage people to come along to shout, it's not like we're, we're acting on behalf of the devil. Come to shout. It will ruin your life. It's just an encouragement to say, pursue God. Give God room to move in your life. Hear from God. Get in an atmosphere of praise and worship and let the Spirit of God speak into your heart. Come on, let Him release a dream that's bigger than yourself. Come on, let Him reveal what you're on the planet for. By some people's reaction, it's like, man, you'd think we'd be asking them to do something evil. You know, those same people, then you ask them to go to the pub and they'll go, oh yeah, cool, let's go. <laughs> that will destroy your life. You know, it's funny. Do you, do you know, the enemy works. How, how many know when it comes to the gym? Turning up is 90% of the battle. Do I get an amen on that? Uh, 90% is just getting there. I reckon sometimes that's with church, conferences, 90% of your battle is actually just getting there because the enemy knows if you can get in God's presence, God will speak into your life. He'll bring a turnaround. He knows the power of the church coming together. He knows what can happen. He knows what can happen when a spirit of prophecy is not just on one or two, but it's on everyone. Come on, a spirit of prophecy. Come on right now. I want you to stand to your feet right where you are. Because I really believe 
tonight that the spirit of prophecy is going to flow through this place. Come on, the spirit of prophecy. Even right now, I want you to lift your hands to God. This is-